Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at BuffaloRumlinks.com and the host of Buffalo Rumlinks Q&A on the Buffalo Rumlinks Podcast Network. I really want you to encourage you to send in your mailbag questions for next week's episode. You can use the voicemail line at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at RumlinksQ&A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email us, buffalorumlings at sbnation.com. Plenty of ways to get in touch with the show, especially during uh, this time leading up to training camp. Uh, questions can be few and far between. It can be slow. So any questions you could send in are greatly appreciated as we are in this deep, deep part of the offseason. Speaking of which, I wanted to draw your attention over to buffalorumlings.com. We have our 90 Players in 90 Days series continuing. We've got our plays that define the 2021 season, where we're voting on plays from individual games before we uh, form our bracket and vote it down to the play that most defined the 2021 season. And then earlier this week, I also started our best values of the 2021 season. And, uh, and then we'll follow that up with the worst values of the 2021 season. So that's taking the amount of cash we paid to each player during the last season with what they were able to provide for the team. So those are always fun, spirited debates. Um, when you look at you know comparing a guy that's making less than a million dollars to a guy that's making $20 million and, and going from team to team, but also within the Buffalo Bills uh, to rank them. So it's... Um, it's always a fun conversation, so make sure you go check out those three off-season series over at buffalorumlings.com. We've got a lot more coming um, as we hit the um, month of July. We don't take days off at Buffalo Rumblings, so you'll have plenty of content over there, even if you're not getting it from all of your content providers. With the slowness of the start of the off-season, I wanted to uh, build up a nice base of questions. So I, I'm i holding over all the questions y'all asked over the last week. We're going to record all of those next week um, as we get to the end of June here. What I wanted to do today was go back and revisit some of the questions you asked at the beginning of the offseason uh, to kind of gauge what the Bills actually did um, and kind of compare it to what I thought the Bills were going to do when those questions were initially asked back in you know, January and February and early March. Let's get to it. Ryan Mazurkowicz on January 24th said, what's the one piece the Bills most need an upgrade at to win the game against the Chiefs? And how does that inform the offseason? What I said 
in at the end of January was something along the lines of they need another cornerback um, and they need to make better decisions at the end of the game. I think the Bills are going to learn from the mistakes at the end of the game. It's a little bit um, frustrating to say that because you know they keep making those little mistakes and you know you only get so many bites at the apple you only get so many shots and so those little mistakes obviously add up hopefully uh, we won't have to make too many more mistakes that are going to cost us you know a run at the Super Bowl but as far as the roster upgrades that they needed I know I said cornerback was my number one thing they needed a more athletic cornerback and maybe that's not as important now that uh, Tyreek Hill isn't with the Kansas City Chiefs anymore but I did think they needed an upgrade in terms of athleticism at the cornerback position. Um, that's only amplified by Trey White's injury and his recovery at the beginning of this offseason. So um, that's where I thought the Bills should look. But I also remember saying very distinctly I didn't think the Bills were going to draft a cornerback in the first round because Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean had both shown over and over and over again that they didn't value that CB2 spot. They kept trying to throw late round draft picks, undrafted picks, um, and you know, well past their prime veterans at that position for a very long time. And so the fact that the Bills actually pulled the trigger on that cornerback two position just seems still seems surreal to me. Uh, that you know what I have wanted for several years now, an upgrade at that cornerback position, at least to get into the mix. Like Levi Wallace is a, a fine player but he was never going to be you know, a long-term answer at that position. And so I wanted them to address that. Uh, they did. They did it very smartly. Um, you know, obviously, they traded up for that uh, in the first round. Um, so not only did they draft a cornerback in the first round, they traded up to do so. And I thought that's the biggest upgrade that they needed in January. And obviously, uh, Brandon Bean and the rest of the team agreed. <clears throat> P-Marts piggybacking off of that, asked us on January 24th, if you were the Bills GM, what would be your offseason priorities? Financially speaking, the Bills had to address a few different questions along their offensive line. Um, and they did that, of course, uh, by releasing Daryl Williams and John Feliciano. Then they went about the process of rebuilding that, signing Roger Saffold and a whole bunch of other free agents, including Ryan Bates and... Um, you know, some depth options there as well. So obviously their offseason priorities were offensive line and uh, and cornerback. They also made a big splash at defensive end, which I don't think most of us were anticipating uh, signing Von Miller. Uh, I thought with the investments the Bills had made to the defensive line over the course of the last few years, specifically at defensive end in the NFL draft, I didn't expect them to make a big free agent signing at defensive end. I thought that they might bring back Jerry Hughes or, or Mario Addison on a, a low-cost, short-term deal. Instead, they swung for the fences. And so I think that really surprised a lot of us. Um, but yeah, the offseason priority of the cornerback position and the offensive line kind of figuring all that stuff out, uh, I, I think that definitely came to, to fruition. Piggybacking on that, Mr. Oktoberfest on January 24th also asked, after spending so much draft capital on the defensive line to stop Mahomes, where do we go from here? That didn't seem to work. Well, the Bills ended up dropping a whole bunch of money on Von Miller to step up and play big in those big moments. 
if Von Miller sacks Zach Wilson in, you know, September, as the Bills are up by 20 points on the New York Jets, I'm not really going to care. I mean, I'll celebrate, don't get me wrong. But Von Miller was brought in for his big game experience. He was brought in for the big moments. So I'm way more interested in what Von Miller is going to be able to do in January of 2023 and February, hopefully, of 2023 than, you know, September. So uh, where do they go from here? Uh, they, they upgrade over Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison with, with Von Miller, a guy with a ton of big game experience. And then hopefully those young pass rushers can continue developing um, Greg Rousseau into his um, second season. Uh, Boogie Basham into his second season, AJ Epinesa into his third. You know, get, learn from Von Miller. Learn, hopefully use things they learned from Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison to really get over the hump as a pass rushers. Hopefully Ed Oliver plays with his hair on fire this year, trying to get that long-term deal as well. Um, and the Bills you know, spent a lot more money this offseason at defensive tackle. So, um... Yeah, Mr. Oktoberfest asked about the draft capital we spent on the defensive line, but the Bills also invested major dollars in the defensive line this offseason, committing to the fifth-year option for Ed Oliver, in addition to signing several free agents at defensive tackle and defensive end. So um, <laughs> the Bills are not stopping uh, on their investment in the defensive line. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. We've got a few more questions from earlier this offseason and kind of where the Bills decided to go. Don't go anywhere. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Um, I didn't pull any specific questions about this next player, but 
in going back and rereading all of the, the questions that were sent in and listening to some of the voicemails, so many people asked me about Matt Ariza before he was a member of the Buffalo Bills. Before the Bills had even drafted him, he was, I don't know, the most talked about name probably for the 2022 NFL draft amongst Bills fans. They weren't talking about potential first round picks. They weren't talking about wide receivers or cornerbacks. Bills fans were talking about Matt Ariza, and I got at least four or five questions in the run-up to the NFL draft about the punter from San Diego State. Uh, Again, he was one of the two names that the Bills had on their board as draftable players. The other was Jordan Stout, who eventually went to the Baltimore Ravens before Matt Ariza was taken. We don't know who the Bills would have preferred. We don't know how they were ranked. We just know that they had two guys with draftable grades. I would tend to think that the Bills had Stout ranked higher because of his experience holding for extra points and field goals, whereas Matt Ariza doesn't have that. But um, it's still interesting just to go back and read how many people sent me questions about Matt Ariza. And then when the Bills drafted him, I remember, I mean, just this collective celebration uh, throughout the Bills Mafia. Uh, obviously, the Bills needed a puncher this offseason. They needed to add to the competition. And we talked about that frequently during our offseason look. And um, the Bills obliged. So uh, I just wanted to mention Matt Ariza as the player of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A's offseason list because he got more questions than any current or former member of the Buffalo Bills roster. Our last question comes from Ron from Minnesota. Uh, what is the plan for cornerback draft position round th- one through three? Trey White won't be back for the start of the year and won't be 100% when he does come back. Yeah, the Bills ended up taking two different cornerbacks in the NFL draft. It wasn't just Kyir Elam in the first round. They also added Christian Benford uh, later on in the NFL draft. They needed depth there as well. Um, you know, even if he ends up on the practice squad, they need a guy on the practice squad that can be able to be promoted to the active roster. I mean, they've used Cam Lewis as their backup nickel cornerback for the last couple seasons, promoting him from the practice squad. And um, having another guy on the practice squad that can come in and play meaningful snaps will be great. And that's if he doesn't make the 53-man roster. We'll be doing some more 53-man roster projections coming up right before training camp. Um, we've got information from minicamp and you know the workouts that we've seen so far that we uh, can incorporate into that. The last time I did a 53-man roster projection was... Um, right before OTAs began. So we've got a lot of new information from that. So send in your questions for the Buffalo Bills 53-man roster. Send in your question for the 2022 NFL season for the Buffalo Bills. Send in, even if you have more off-season questions, how the Bills are going to manage the rest of the off-season, how the Bills are going to handle the salary cap. We've been putting out a lot of salary cap articles, including contract details for the latest signings like Tavon Austin, And then the Bills still are going to have to do some work on that salary cap before the 2022 season kicks off. So keep an eye out for more moves along those lines. 
Thanks as always for the folks that sent in their questions earlier this offseason that we reused again today to kind of take a look back at the Buffalo Bills offseason to this point. But also uh, to the folks that have been sending in questions over the last couple weeks, we've got um, a good start for you know the, the, the deep part of the offseason. So keep sending in your questions um, as it relates to training camp, what you want to see at training camp. Um, kind of your, what you what your hot takes are for training camp battles and all of that stuff. I also wanted to encourage you to send in your questions for our Ask Me Anything podcast coming up later this offseason. We've got a lot of Bill's questions, but we don't have a good start on those Ask Me Anything questions about everything that's not related to the Buffalo Bills. We do it annually. Um, it's when I go on vacation, so I pre-record it and then drop it when I'm out of town. So send in your questions for our Ask Me Anything episode coming up this summer and the rest of our off-season podcast by leaving a voicemail at 716-508-0405. Tweet us at Rumlings Q and A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can send in questions to the Instagram or Facebook um, feeds for Buffalo Rumlings, the official accounts there, and they'll eventually make their way to me. Uh, email Buffalo Rumlings at SBNation.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Go Bills.